millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly with Shabana Hearn and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot oh. and finds the net. On TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? Hope you're having a wonderful Monday and hope you had a lovely weekend. What a weekend in the WSL. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only dedicated show to women's football on national radio. Drama, nothing but drama. At the Emirates, as Manchester United ended Arsenal's 100% start in the WSL this season on Saturday night. Here's the corner from Zellum, floated in. Turner again! Oh, it's in from Russo! The final touch from the England striker! Emma Hayes was back in the dugout to see her Chelsea side go top of the table at Stamford Bridge. I thought we were immense. I thought the quality we showed in our possession was just... You know, world class. And we're also going to preview the Champions League action coming up for you this week. Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Jordan Nobbs, and you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2. What a game we had at the Emirates on Saturday night under the lights. 36,000 fans in attendance. Arsenal taking on Manchester United. This is how it sounded right here on TalkSport 2. This is the WSL on TalkSport 2. We are back up and running with a belter. Ella Toon, she's played the ball forward. This could be a chance for Manchester United. Shot towards goal, it's a brilliant save by Zinsberger. Oh, and it's a goal. Manchester United take the lead. Ella Toon at the back post. Well, would you believe it? You can't say that Manchester United don't deserve their lead, Oli. Driving forward onto Marnham. Deflected shot into the back of the net. Frieda Marnham immediately gets Arsenal level. Ball in from Katie McKay from the left-hand side and arriving at the back post. Oh, it's a brilliant goal. And Arsenal are back in front. You cannot stop this winning machine. This on the volley from Wienreuter. It's controlled. All floated in. Could this be a chance? There's the header and goal and it's in. Manchester United have drawn level. And it was Millie Turner who got ahead to it, the centre-back. And it's Arsenal 2, Manchester United 2. Manchester United now making this a very exciting last five minutes. Here's the corner from Zellum, floated in. Turner again! Oh! It's in from Russo! 
they may well have nicked it here. The league leaders are stunned. Zinsberger playing it short, but there is the full-time whistle. Celebrations in the Manchester United end. They mean business. It's finished at the Emirates, Arsenal 2, Manchester United 3. And very pleased to say that because she was so 10 out of 10 a few weeks ago, we brought her back for one more song. Welcome Aston Villa's Remy Allen. Good evening, Remy. How are you? I'm brilliant, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well, thanks. You've been working hard this weekend. You've had a few a few gigs talking women's football. Everybody's chatting about the, the World Cup starting, but the weekend in the WSL was outstanding, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was really, really exciting. I think there was a lot of top quality games on show and it was great, obviously, with no Premier League that we can showcase the games and people are getting to watch it just before the World Cup starts. Yeah, and, uh, you know, utilising the main stadiums as well, it's becoming more and more of a normal thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. I think, if I'm right in saying, was Stamford Bridge a sellout or close mm-hmm. to? Yeah, that was. Unbelievable. And, yeah, obviously... Villa game was at Villa Park, Arsenal at the Emirates. It's, it's exactly what you want to see. And I'm so pleased that it's happening. Oh, absolutely. I finished work on Saturday night covering the rugby and popped along to, to the Emirates. I was about 35 minutes late. I'd turned off my notifications because I didn't want to see what was happening. Um, got into the stadium, ended up, you know, you're bumping into people and speaking to people and whatever like that, not getting a second to watch the game. And literally, as I did look up, Ella Toon, Got, got the first goal. I feel we should start there. Let's start on Saturday night at the Emirates because it was so good, but I was so raging at Arsenal. What were they doing? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I thought it was a real, real good game to watch, especially for a neutral. Um, I think play, fair play to Manchester United. I think one of the things that they've been questioned about is their mentality. And I think that was a huge, huge tick uh, yesterday. I just thought they always looked like they was in the game. Mm. Um, I'm not sure with Arsenal. It just, you know, we talk about why Chelsea end up being champions, and I think that's a reason there. They just went soft in the wrong moments. Um, and yeah, fair play to United because they showed character, they showed desire, and they also showed a little bit of quality at the end as well. It's funny you said they went a little bit soft in the wrong places because I feel the exact same. You look at, I mean, that that final goal, you know, for Alessio Russo making it three two. There's five of them or something in the box and no one's no one's on her. Like you've got to be on Alessia Russo and she made it look so easy. And at that point you can see the shoulders drop. They're just they're raging at themselves. But for me, going into that game, it's almost like I watched the highlights again last night and I'm like, did Arsenal expect that? But Manchester United dug it out and they deserved it, you know? Yeah, and I'm not sure whether they did, whether or not, I mean. I'm not to question their mentality at all, but whether or not they thought that they would turn up and they were going to win that game regardless, that may Mm -hmm. have been so. Um, And I think obviously in the past, Manchester United have been guilty of being that team that the top three do that too. Um, But yeah, yesterday they they didn't show that at all. United were on top of things. They had quality. they They had a great attitude and desire. And it's probably a flip of what you would expect. You'd expect that from Arsenal and that didn't quite happen. Mm-hmm. Who, who who was it for you, Remy, that stood out, um, be it from Arsenal or Manchester United? Um, do you know what I will say about United? I feel like it was a whole team performance. I wouldn't say there was one person where I was like, wow, I think he was brilliant. I think Ella Toon in moments showed real quality. Um, but I actually think to get the result they way, the way that they did, 
they needed everyone. They absolutely needed everyone. And I think every single player turned up from the first to the last minute, uh, hence why they won the game. And even you look at Zellum, like her quality on her delivery is a game changer for them. Um, but yeah, for me, I think it was a whole team performance, one that every single player could have been proud of. Yeah, um, Katie Zell, I'm actually watching it all again and and seeing the close-ups, um, you know, from the TV show and whatever, the sort of the TV coverage. She looks like a proper leader as well. Your captain, you know, of, of Aston Villa, she, she had something about her that really geared them up for that to get that final third goal. Yeah, and fair play to her. I think, you know, if you look at her ride with United, she's probably captaining players that, you know, are big senior internationals from different countries, which mm. is difficult because, you know, she, she's still trying to build her international career. So to show probably the maturity and leadership that she does is credit to her and probably the person that she is. Talk to me about uh, Arsenal. What do you see for now then moving forward? Beth Mead, uh, I've been watching that footage of her going round on on Twitter. Um, she's definitely, it looks like she's injured her knee. She came off crying. Um, you know, we've not really heard anything in full yet, but it didn't look good for Beth. No, it didn't look good. And I think the whole of the nation is hoping, you know, that it's nothing serious. Obviously, her reaction would suggest maybe it is. But hopefully in the next few days, we can find out about that. But I mean, what I will say is that's why you have a squad. And if you're Arsenal, you should expect that players can come in and deliver. I think obviously Miedemar's back. I think it's now time that she delivers because she probably hasn't been recently. And I think they're desperate to get Kim back. I think they miss her so much. Oh, I know. Everybody wants Kim back. But you know what, Remy? Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot because you're obviously still playing, but you've got to look at Arsenal now and see them as an exposed side because they're down two of the best centre-backs in the world. Kim Little, one of the best midfielders in the world. And now, you know, touch wood, but say Beth has sustained an injury here. You are looking and going, this will really jeopardise... Arsenal's position in the league? Yeah, I mean, they, they're vulnerable right now. Like you said, if you name them injuries, they are very vulnerable. And that's not to say, by the way, that the players that they've got cannot deliver. But to do to do that consistently with, you know, Champions League, Cup games, league games is going to be really difficult for them. So I think if you're coming up against Arsenal in the next few weeks, you've got to try and take your opportunity against them. Yeah, um, let's just highlight Frida Manham quickly as well, because... Getting into that role, she's now becoming a bit of a regular. Viv is now back. Viviana Miedema is back um, and Viv came on off the bench. But Frida, you know, it was a deflection, but another goal really for her on paper. She's flying at the minute. Yeah, and you can't knock her credit to her. I think, you know, playing in that higher position is something that we probably wasn't used to seeing her as, but she Mm -hmm. seems to have taken it on board so well. And if you look at sort of her goals and assists recently, you can't can't actually knock what she's doing. And she, she... she deserves to be in the team in that in that position as well. You look at the league table now. Um, what I mean, Chelsea are top, of course, but they've still played that extra game. Arsenal United now. I look and go, you know, United are ahead on the goal difference and they're level on points, but both still a game to play. You know, Manchester United have already had Chelsea. Arsenal haven't. What does that say? I mean, <laughs> it's I know. yeah. I, know. I mean, United I are in a great position. Obviously, there's a long way to go. And, you know, with Manchester United, it's doing it consistently for a full season, isn't it? So that's yet to be seen. Um, I think 
you know, the games that Arsenal have coming up, especially short term, they just have to win because if they don't, then, you know, I, I don't see there's anyone catching Chelsea. I really don't. And they put mm. themselves vulnerable to around this Champions League spot. So I do feel like it's it's a massive, this period before Christmas is absolutely massive for Arsenal. And if they can come out of this period still, you know, not losing games, Mm-hmm. I, I still back them over United, but I think this Christmas period is absolutely massive. So Arsenal's unbeaten run finally come to an end at the Emirates on Saturday night. Talk Sports' Ollie Klink spoke to manager Jonas Edeval after the game. Of course, it's a competitive league and we are uh, we know that. And we, we're trying to prepare as good as possible for, for every opponent. We were fighting really hard today. We started not the game not the way we wanted to. And that's sometimes the hardest things to change things during the, the game. And we managed to do that and I was incredibly proud of the players and Unfortunately, we were not good enough to defend two set pieces here in the end, and, and that costed us the, the victory. That's Arsenal manager Jonas Edeval speaking to Talk Sports' Ollie Klink. One happy man was Mr. Mark Skinner. Very, very pleased uh, with his players' performance on Saturday night at the Emirates. Manchester United spoiling Arsenal's party with that dramatic winner from Alessio Russo. So let's hear what Mark Skinner had to say. He spoke to Talk Sports' Ollie Klink. What does it mean for your season as well? Because that really does put you up and amongst it in that top three. And dare we even say in the title challenge as well? I mean, look, we, I, I'm, I'm very clear on this. It's not about pressures or not pressures. We've got stuff to prove to ourselves. We don't need to prove anything to the league. We need to prove it to ourselves because then that's consistency to go and win games. Look, it, it's a great result, but it's only three points. And, and that is the reality of it. Um, but it's good for us to bounce back from the, the last performance to come into this performance because we were closer against Chelsea as well. And I think you can see a real growth from this team and maturity. And I need to see that consistency now going into the next performances. Hope you're having a good evening. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. That's Manchester United manager Mark Skinner. Very pleased with his team's performance on Saturday night. Uh, Remy, Alan, you've got to hand it to him. He's doing some job at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And I think... The reason probably why he's so delighted is everyone probably has highlighted the mentality of Manchester United. That's what's always in question. And I think, like he said, from minute one to the end, they showed character. They showed that winning mentality that's probably been missing at times. So if you're if you're the manager of Manchester United right now, you've got to be absolutely buzzing with where they're at. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana Hearn. In for fake at others, Aston Villa's Remy Allen is with me as well. Coming up next, we're going to discuss Chelsea's win over Spurs as they head to the top of the WSL table. Women's Football Weekly with fake or others. I'm Mary Earps. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. How are you doing this evening? Hope you're having a good Monday. Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with me. My name's Shaban in for Fake Carruthers. And don't forget, if you miss any of our shows at all or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app. It's brilliant. You can hear any of our shows uh, over quite a lengthy period of time. So you can take us anywhere you want to. Download it now from the TalkSport app from your app store. Uh, Remy, let's go to yesterday's performance. Sold out at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea 3, Tottenham Hotspur 0. Your initial thoughts, please. Back to business as usual for Chelsea, isn't it? I think, you know, there was a big talk about Emma coming back into the dugout. I think they've coped really, really well without her, and that's credit to the players and the staff. But they've just sort of picked up where they left off. 
you know, big win, comfortable win and sit nicely at the top of the table. Mm, a record crowd as well for, for Chelsea coming along to, to Stamford Bridge. And again, that occasion of Emma Hayes coming back and of our key players stepping up for our Sam Kerr, Erin Cuthbert, Guido Wrighton, all getting goals. Um, and when you watch a performance like that, it's hard to see anyone ever going past Chelsea in this league. Yeah, it really is. And I don't even think, if I'm being honest with you, they probably was at their absolute best, which is what is so scary about them. They just have this ability to get the game finished. They have high quality players who score goals and they don't concede many either. So they're in such a fantastic position. And now obviously having Emma back as well, for me, it's theirs to lose. She looked brilliant as well coming back. You know, seeing her hair looked long. It looks like she's had a bit of, it looks like she's had a good rest and she's probably needed that as well. Of course, she's needed it from the major operation that she's had, but, you know, she looks refreshed and recharged and ready to go again. It's like Emma Hayes 2.0. <laughs> Which is scary for the rest of the league, isn't <laughs> oh, no. it? But, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, management is obviously, by the looks of it and by the sounds of it, very, very tough. So actually maybe her having this little break away, obviously dealing with her health and stuff, but taking that time a little bit away from football, like you said, if she's coming back even more refreshed, ready to go, then yeah, the rest of the league needs to be scared. I wonder, I wonder, um, Remy, you look at Chelsea's squad, you know, their their key players are always there, they're always available. And I don't know, did you watch the the documentary One Team One Dream? Did you see that? Yeah, I've seen most of it. I think I missed maybe the last episode, but I watched majority of it, yeah. I loved it. And her focus on women in the menstrual cycle and keeping everybody ticking over and because it can affect you when it comes to injuries so much. And you actually look at that Chelsea squad and there's always this fully fit squad. You know, okay, there's the odd injury here or there, but you wonder if her focus and her commitment towards that is giving them better results. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that that's the case with Chelsea? Because I think if you look at other teams in the league, once they lose a couple of their key players, it completely changes their game. Mm-hmm. But for Chelsea, that doesn't happen often. One, obviously, because her squad, her actual whole squad is so good. But yeah, like you said, the core of them players always seem to be there. And that's credit to the whole football club because there's something mm-hmm. right that they're doing there. Aaron Cuthbert, um, I, I still feel, is one of the most underrated players in the oh, league. Yeah. Outstanding again yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of her. I think her in and out of possession, she's got such high quality on the ball. Her energy, her desire, she's sort of old school in the way with the way she plays the game out of possession because she doesn't mind doing the dirty work. She doesn't mind tracking back, putting in big tackles, but she also makes them tick going forward. And it's great for her, obviously, a new contract she's just signed um, and she's doing so well. So, yeah, I'm really pleased for her. It's funny because a couple of seasons ago, I was like, is Erin... Is she on her way out of Chelsea? It didn't feel it was the way she is now. You know, the last season and this season, she's been outstanding once again. Um, Sam Kerr as well. I think now that's her level on goals are just overtaking any Luko um, of her time at Chelsea. And what feels like such little time as well. There, there is really nobody like her in this league. And, you know, often Viviana Miedema and Sam Kerr are compared to who, who is the better striker. And the difference is, is that Sam steps up every single game. Yeah, she scores goals, doesn't she? That's the I think that's the biggest thing about her. I don't think I don't think probably technically she's the same as Miedemar at all. But yeah, yeah. what she's in the team for, she absolutely does in abundance. And I think as well, not only that, she she's sort of got that scare factor 
So if you're a back line coming up against her, you're scared to leave any space in behind because you know she's going to exploit it. You know that in the box, if you're not touch, touch tight, she's going to score goals. So, yeah, she's just unbelievable at what she's done. And it actually, like you said, doesn't feel like she's been in this league a long time. But the record she's already broken is just unbelievable. She is frightening. Uh, listen, speaking of frightening, Spurs' performance yesterday was not there. <laughs> you know, you look at them beating Brighton comfortably, you know, 8-0. And then it's almost as if then we've seen them at the North, the North London Derby you know, at the Emirates that day, they just didn't turn up. And and yesterday at Stamford Bridge, they did not turn up. What was what was so wrong with their performance in your eyes? Um, it's interesting with Spurs, isn't it? Because if you think of how well they did last season, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's kind of killed them in a way because part of me feels like maybe they might have overachieved last year. Right. So the expectation set of them now is going in and they're trying to compete with the top three, top four. And if I'm being honest, I'm not sure they're there yet. So I feel like you're almost seeing where they're at. And that is honestly where they're at. And they need, they still need more players. They still need more time. And I think they could, I think they could come good, but I think they're a fair few years off probably what everyone was expecting them to be this year. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, Rianne Skinner's got to be disappointed with that. It feels like they had a big movement in the window as well. And you know, they're almost, they're missing a couple of strikers. You know, it feels like they're missing something up front. I always think as well, she's lacking in Rachel Williams in the midfield. You know, like her move away was a problem, you would think, for that Spurs side. Um, But happy days for Emma Hayes, back in the dugout to oversee her Chelsea side, rise to the top of the table. After the game, she spoke to Talk Sports' Ian Abrahams. Were you frustrated being away for so long? No, far from it. I needed it. I'm happy. I'm happy to be back, but I needed the time. How much did you enjoy today's first half, especially? I thought we were immense. I thought the quality we showed in our possession was just, you know, world class. There you go. That's the return of Emma Hayes back to the WSL, back in her Chelsea squad, uh, returning from her hysterectomy, speaking to Talksport yesterday after the game. Um, Remy, what else can this woman achieve in her role here at Chelsea? I mean, obviously, the one missing that I'm sure she wants so bad is the Champions League. Mm. Um, I think if she can do that, then you're just looking at it and going, wow. I mean, it's still unbelievable what she's done. I, I personally believe if she was to get Champions League, I think, you know, because at some point it's going to come to an end at Chelsea, someone else will take the mantle. I think if she was to get that, it'd be interesting to see, would she stay or would she move on or would she go into a different role? Um, but I always believe they're going to win the league. Obviously, they're always in finals, whether it's the, the FA Cup or the Conti Cup. Uh, but I think that's the one missing thing that obviously the team want and she'll want so bad. Spurs manager Rianne Skinner's side were comfortably beaten at Stamford Bridge. She caught up with Talk Sports Ian Abrahams after the match. Was the 3 0 score at half time, in your opinion, a fair reflection of the golfing class? Uh, it's not about that it's about the fact that we made three mistakes and we gave them three chances and that's what you get in this situation so I think you know we have to look at ourselves in those moments and that's ultimately what we've got to improve on Spurs manager Rianne Skinner there speaking to TalkSport after the game also on Saturday Everton won Manchester City 2 Aston Villa's Remy Allen is with me on the show tonight Uh, Remy Bunny Shaw 8th goal of the season you've got to hand it to her what a player yeah, and she's sort of quietly going about her business, isn't she? It's like mm. not many people are talking about her, but she's so effective at what she does. 
She really is. And she scored obviously so many goals so far. And she's so key to what Manchester City are doing. They'd really struggle without her. And fair play to her because she's probably filled a hole that Ellen White left. Yeah. So, you know, and if it continues, God knows where she'll be by the end of the season in goals. 100%. 100%. City's now fifth consecutive victory in the WSL. It moves them up to fourth. How crucial is that at this stage of the season? Yeah, it's huge. And I think I think I said this last time, I feel like they're also a side now that's just silently doing the work. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone's sort of written them off before the season started with the players that they'd lost. And obviously, they had a real bad start to the season. But they've found some consistency. They've found form. They're winning games. And, you know, if they continue to do that, I, I still believe they'll be top three. Everton, not, not good for them. That's their third consecutive home defeat of the season. So they're now in eighth. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's difficult with Everton because obviously they're very much on a rebuild. It's a new manager again, obviously new players. I do think they've probably found some stability that they didn't have last season. Mm-hmm. I think this year sort of just needs to be about letting that team gel, letting that uh, team form. And then I feel like they'll be able to kick on next year. But yeah, I feel like this year is very much, let's just try and get some some consistency with what we're doing. And I think they'll pick up points, but I also believe they'll drop points like they have already. Mm, I, I agree with you on that. Such a, a, a sound squad though, you know, like a great group of players there. Um, and I did actually hear through a reliable source um, that it's a, it's a happy place to be this season, Everton, because I think last season was meant to be an absolute nightmare in that dressing room. Yeah, and listen, if the dressing room's not happy, you're not performing, and that obviously showed. So if they fi- finally found that, that's great. And I think, like I said, now they've got that, and now they can build on that, and they seem to, like they said, like the manager it you know it's just about time because it doesn't happen overnight the league's too good just to all of a sudden just start winning every game that you play um and i really do believe that you know in the next couple of years um they can they can sort of get back to the levels that they wanted to Okay, Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with us on Women's Football Weekly tonight on TalkSport 2. My name's Shaban, in for Faker Others for the next couple of weeks. Coming up next, we're going to focus on Aston Villa's win over Reading and a thriller at Brighton. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on TalkSport 2. How are you doing this evening? Hope you're having a good Monday. Hope you had a lovely weekend as well. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. Lovely to be with you tonight. My name's Shaban. In for Faker Others and Aston Villa's Remy Allen is with me as well. Don't forget, if you miss any of our shows or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the TalkSport app. So download that now uh, from your app store. Like I say, Remy Allen back with us. You were with us a couple of weeks ago as well, Remy. And we were focusing on your rehab and how things are going. How are you getting on, by the way? I haven't asked you yet. How's recovery going? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, I actually stepped foot on the grass for the first time (gasps) the other day. I put a pair of football boots on, which was a new feeling. Um, So yeah, I did my first sort of straight line running on the grass which was, yeah, it was great. It was good. It was such a good feeling to, well, actually to escape the gym for just, you know, just half an hour. Um, But no, yeah, so it's going really well. Obviously, there's still a fair process to go, but um, I'm on track, which is great. I I think when you you say to me, somebody who knows nothing about injuries and all that kind of thing, that you're back on the grass, I'm like, ah, so can you play? You'll just play on Saturday. <laughs> no, I mean, I listen, they don't need me anyway. They're absolutely flying. 
<laughs> it'll always be great to have you back. I mean, Thank that's you. the thing. When you've got a strong squad, adding to a strong squad is only a great thing, you know, yeah. with strong players. Yeah, you look at our squad, we've actually got a lot of injuries as well. Yeah. So if we yeah. could get everyone, I mean, it's rare that everyone's fit, but mm-hmm. we could have every single player fit. Our squad is very good. I can only imagine the damage Aston Villa will do then. But Aston Villa uh, on Sunday 3 and Reading 1. That was an interesting wee game because it all kicked off with Reading getting the first goal. Yeah, a um, bit of a scrappy goal, I think, from, from Villa's perspective. We'd be disappointed with it because it's a set play. Um, we don't want to concede from them. But fair play to Reading. You know, they've always been big on set plays. And I'm thinking, oh, no, not again. Um, but the character, the the sort of quality that we showed after that, we fully deserved the three points. Unbelievable from Rachel Daly. I don't know what to do with her. You know, I just I just don't know what to think. But a hat trick from her yesterday. I know. I'm literally running out of words for her. I mean, mm. I watched the game, and honestly, everything that Villa did well, she was so a part of. And I think the biggest thing with Rachel, obviously, she's getting all the plaudits for her goals, and that's fully deserved. If you actually watch her out of possession, the work that she goes through, she, you know, she makes things out of nothing sometimes. I think she scares centre-halves because she's willing to press absolutely everything. And then when she's on the ball, she showed real quality. And yeah, buzzing for her to get a hat-trick. Although I'm not sure, no, I'm not sure whether the second goal will be given to her or not. Oh, really? it, definitely, it definitely took a deflection, but if I say that to her, she will kill me. So, yeah, she got a hat trick. If anyone asked, I said she got a hat trick. Yeah, same. I wouldn't say that to her face, that's for sure. <laughs> Until she got a fourth goal, I think yeah. it's in the good books. Um, yeah, no, she's some. She's just really performing. And I don't think we've spoken since um, she played up front for the Lionesses as well. Just interested to get your perspective on that, because obviously she was used to being at left back for Serena Wiegmann's side. And now she moved up front for that game. Okay, it was just a friendly, but... I mean, is that a sign looking ahead to the World Cup next year that that's where Rachel Daly is going to be playing? Well, I hope so, if I'm being honest. Um, I think she's probably the, the most informed number nine in the league right now in terms of English players. Um, and I think she can offer something to England that we probably don't have right now. So um, I think she fully deserves to be at least given an opportunity there. Because, you know, she's absolutely flying and she's so confident. And that's what you need as a number nine. If they're confident, they're going to score your goals. Um, So I really, really do hope that she gets a chance there. Yeah, and that's what we saw from Beth Mead in the Euros as well. I know different position, but it's the confidence in front of goal. And you even see the the header from Rachel Daly um, as well. You know, she's so in the air. There's She's such a threat, you know, up there. And, and, And the way she... This sounds ridiculous to say but see the way she moves her neck. But like even the way if I turn quickly, I'm like, ah, that's sore. She just makes it look so easy. She's like, she's like the exorcist, you know, the neck spinning round. I can't wait to tell her she's been described as that. <laughs> in a good way. No, a good she's, way. Yeah, she's, um, she's, she's always been really good in the air. And I think the best thing about Rach is obviously she can use her left foot because we've seen that she's played left back for England. Yeah. So she's more than competent at using her left. She's obviously right-footed and she's so good in the air. So I think, you know, it's a bit of a deadly combination. And actually watching the game, every delivery that's sort of come in the box in and around her, she sort of got first contact on. So if you're playing for England, you're going to have very, very good players delivering crosses. And she's probably one of the best right now at attacking them and scoring goals. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Rach. 
from I'm a just, perspective. I'm just so glad she's in the WSL and so pleased she's at Aston Villa because you guys are up at fifth in the table now. I mean, that's got to be exciting, Remy, in, in the dressing room just now at Aston Villa. Yeah, I think it's it's obviously a bit of a game changer. If you look at our season last year, we could not score goals. And I think Rachel already has got more goals than any of us got last year, which I don't know if it makes us really, really bad or her really good. But it just shows what a difference she's made. And obviously, and not just Rach, the new signings as well. Kenza, Kenza Darley has been brilliant. Kirsty yeah. Hansen, you know, and plus the players that we already have. Confidence is high. You start winning games and then all of a sudden momentum starts to build. So, yeah, it's a really real exciting place to be around at the moment. And I'm really in, like intrigued to see where we can go with this team. I can only imagine. I'm, I'm buzzing for Aston Villa as well. They're such a hot prospect at the minute as well. Um, got fans, even, you know, from other clubs now interested on what Aston Villa have to offer. Uh, Reading, uh, the opposition as well, uh, they had a player sent off. They're now sitting second bottom. That can't be good for them. No, I mean... If I'm ready and I'm disappointed, they, did, they deserve to lose the game. But I'm, if I'm ready and I'm disappointed with the way they lost the game, because the, obviously the sending off, it's, it's really rash from the goalkeeper. She comes flying out. And then also the penalty, it, you know, it's disappointing ways to concede goals. Rachel's headed goal, the, the second goal is from a corner. So they're really poor goals to concede. Um, and yeah, they just struggled going forward as well. They didn't really create much. Um, it was a comfortable day in the end for Villa. So yeah, if I'm ready, I'm I'm looking over my shoulder, thinking where are my points going to come from. Uh, wow! By the way, uh, at Brighton, Brighton yesterday, Brighton three, Liverpool three. What a brilliant game that was! You know, I did, just did not foresee it going that way. Liverpool, of course, opened the scoring and then Brighton scored three after that and then Liverpool scored a further two to just get the draw. Unbelievable scenes. Yeah, I mean, I glanced at the score and it was 3-1 and I was kind of thinking, oh, what a result that is for Brighton. They're doing that, like, they've, they've really picked up, obviously, from a, a difficult period and then I checked again and I'm like, wow, it's 3 all. Um, and one of the old school players, Fernie, coming in with a, with a header to to get yeah. the draw. So amazing result for Liverpool. Really, really good. Being 3-1 down to Brighton is really difficult to come back from. So fair play to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I will say as well, the Shanice van de Sanden uh, coming on at half time for Liverpool to be able to get a goal and then provide the assist for Rachel Furness as well. She'll be a definite, you know, one to watch now moving forward. Yeah, I mean, she's back, isn't she? It's one of them where you're waiting for her and you're thinking if she gets into form, she's going to cause teams real problems. And it seems that's the case. So it's it's brilliant for Liverpool. Hopefully now she can get 90 minutes and consistently play now and, you know, not have the injuries that she's had. And for the rest of the league now, it, it gives it's something different that you're going to come up against and something you have to think about from an out-of-possession point of view. Um, yeah. So, yeah, brilliant for Liverpool. Not so great for the rest of the league, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Brilliant point for for Brighton and Liverpool uh, yesterday. Let's focus on uh, Katie Robinson for Brighton just quickly because she got that um, call up, obviously, to Serena Wiegmann's Lionesses, the, the friendly, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and she come on for the game against Norway and she brought a different energy. She, she, for me, is maybe the future of England. What did you think about her? Yeah, 100%. I like her. I like what she has to offer. I think, obviously... She's got a long way to go because of the players 
that are obviously ahead of her at England, but she's only young. So it's, it's good to give her that experience and that exposure. And I think if she can, you know, keep playing for Brighton, keep scoring goals, then it's a real positive for England. And hopefully, you know, in the next few years, we're starting to talk about her making squads regular and becoming a big part of, of the England setup, which we do need because we don't have that many nines coming through the ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that goal from her yesterday, that long range strike, if you haven't seen it, type it in on your Twitter and just have a, have a little search. I mean, for me, she is such a player. I actually think she's the type of player who can rival for that, you know... <sighs> right wing spot moving forward you know that is usually in the England squad that's where Beth Mead would be yeah and you know Beth's not going to be around forever at mm-hmm. all that you know we've got we've got players in the England squad are in the late well not so much late 30s but mid 30s so we do need that next generation of players and that's what's been so great about Serena I feel like she gets a balance of bringing people in giving them the exposure when she feels like it's right. Some fans will want to see more of them, but she does it in her own way, in her own time. And so far, it's been absolutely spot on. Yeah, she she can't put a foot wrong. Serena Vigman, I wonder I wonder what happens when she actually loses a game, because it's not happened yet. <laughs> Since she comes in, I wonder what she actually does with herself. She goes, okay, go away and have a think. Um, West Ham won, Leicester City nil, but it took uh, Izzy Atkinson to score in the 88th minute for West Ham to actually get all three points. What did you make of that game? I mean, again, for Leicester, it's conceding them late goals, switching off in the you know final moments of the game. I think going into that, that was sort of a game where I feel like Willie Kirk would have said, we can get something out of this. Um, and for me, it's a massive op- opportunity lost because you know Leicester aren't picking up points. And if I'm being honest, I, I don't see where they're going to at this moment in time. I think maybe getting to the January transfer window is massive and they have to do some real work in it. Mm, yeah, they're going to have to invest. Sitting smack bang at the bottom of the table just now with no points. Um, that that will be a huge issue for Willie Kirk. And we know that he's a brilliant manager. We know that he has the experience. And okay to hold them off, you know, to, to a goalless draw to 88 minutes. They were so close. So already you would see a little bit of improvement that way. But for now, it just looks like the only way is down unless they can really change things in January. Yeah, the league's brutal, isn't it? Like you can compete and be in it and then in one moment you've lost the game and your season looks completely different again. So yeah, he's probably, I think he has made improvements, but ultimately it's hard, isn't it? When you come in at this period of the season as a manager, it's not your squad. So Mm -hmm. you're trying to take the time to figure the players out, working with them on the training pitch. So it was always going to be difficult and it's probably not his identity um, so I think it'll be interesting to see, like we said, come January, what type of players or what type of recruitment they actually make, um, because I feel like that could be the difference on whether they can find these points or not. OK, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana Hearn, in for Faker Others. Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with us as well, giving us all our knowledge and expertise. Coming up next, we're going to round up the rest of the week's news and preview Champions League Week. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Frank Kirby, and you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Good evening. How are you doing this Monday evening? Hope you've had a good day. Hope you're enjoying the show. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shaban, in for Faye, and Remy Allen from Aston Villa is with us as well. Don't forget, we're available on a podcast as well. There's plenty of places you can download us, but first head over to the TalkSport app. You can find us there uh, and subscribe elsewhere as well. Take us anywhere you want. Listen to us anytime you one as well. Uh, Remy, shall we look ahead to an interesting wee week in the Champions League, especially for the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal off the back of the weekends that they've just had? Um, Summing up on Wednesday, we've got Roma against Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, I mean, what's your, for me, you can only see them as running right through this competition, but what have you made of them so far? Yeah, I think it's, they've got that sort of, what's the persona, the, the, the quality, the sort of experience, experience yeah. yeah, to go on and win this competition. Um, it's going to take a good side to stop them. I like them a lot. Um, it'll be really interesting to see. Obviously, I see them progressing to the latter stages. If if and when they come across maybe an English side, what that looks like, because it's always an exciting tie. Um, but yeah, they're going to take some stopping. Chelsea against Real Madrid is at eight o'clock on Wednesday now. Chelsea have had an interesting time so far in the Champions League and I think you've got to give the, the squad and the team massive credit because obviously with Emma Hayes not being with them for a, a duration but to beat PSG was a massive win um, but they've got Real Madrid and what do you think about this one? Um, I'm going to go I'm going to back Chelsea I think they're high in confidence I think they're playing well they've got Emma back in the in the dugout um, so I think they'll have enough. I am excited to see Caroline Weir, though. I think mm-hmm. that'll be interesting seeing her in this game. Um, but I, yeah, I just feel like Chelsea have more than enough to go and win that game. It's interesting what you say about Caroline Weir, because of course she knows this side so well. You know, she has that added experience over the likes of Chelsea, um, having played them when she when she was obviously at Manchester City. So she's the she, she'll be an interesting one to look out for. And of course as well, she's been playing brilliant since she's gone to move to gone to Real Madrid. Yeah, I mean she doesn't score tappings, does she? So <laughs> I think every time she plays an English side, she sort of comes up with an unbelievable worldie. Um, so she'll take some stopping. And like you said, she's probably obviously very aware of Chelsea's threats and strengths and also weaknesses. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see the way Chelsea deal with her as well, but also the way she performs against them. That's on Wednesday, Chelsea against Real Madrid at 8pm. I think you can also watch it on DAZN on YouTube, by the way. Uh, then moving on to Thursday, Barcelona against Bayern Munich. That one should be a juicy little one, shouldn't it, Remy? 
Yes, I'm very much looking forward to that one. I think it's also a very, very hard one to call, isn't it? I think with the form of both sides and the calibre of both sides and the players that they've got. Um, looking forward to Georgia Samway. Yeah. It's a big, big, big day for her, big game. Um, also, obviously, with Lucy and Kira from, a, from an English perspective, it'll be really interesting to see. I, I can't call that one. I'm not going to lie. I, <sighs> I don't know which way to go. Part of me wants to go one way, part of me wants to go the other. Um, so, yeah, it's one game that I am, probably the game I'm most excited about in this Champions League. I'm really looking forward to this one as well. In my head, I go, I think Barcelona caused yeah. them massive problems, but at the same time, I think Georgia Stanway has been such an addition to that side, you know, for, for Bayern Munich, and she's worked wonders in the Champions League for them so far. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, you're right, those those little battles have seen, you know, the lionesses against each other um, for Barcelona and Bayern Munich should be fun. Definitely, can't wait for it. Juventus against Arsenal. Um, I think Arsenal are going to have their tails between their legs, like we say, we've mentioned it across the show, they're down a number of key players. Um, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is where Arsenal probably have to show that grit and that desire that sometimes when we talk about them being a little bit soft, that they've lacked. If ever, if ever there's a time to come out fighting and sort of go, do you know what, you can all doubt us, we might have had a, a difficult result at the weekend, but we're going to show you our quality... It's, it's this Thursday. I think, uh, obviously, with injuries, maybe Miedemar might be back in. Mm-hmm. I'm going, you need to step up. You need to deliver. This is this is the time now. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's something. It's a game where you're thinking, if you probably lose that as well, then they're in a bad place, if that yeah. happens, in my opinion. But I, I, I do believe they're Arsenal for a reason. They have that quality for a reason. Um, so I think I think they'll be okay. It completely changes the landscape of everything if they're to go away and lose on Thursday in the Champions League. And it just felt like they were in such a high, you know, in the last few weeks they have been across the season, but they're starting to, it feels like, I hate to say it like this, but drop like flies, you know, <laughs> and and then, you know, in the Champions League, then you're going to get the games coming more often. And how do they keep up with that? You know, that, that that's the thing. That's what worried, worries me about Arsenal. And, and it's annoying, Remy, because I'm, I, I like Arsenal. You know, I go to Bowdoin Wood as often as I can. As I can. I support them. You know, I look out for yeah. my, my sister-in-law, Kate McCabe. And, you you, you know, you want to see them just do it this season. Uh, but I have my concerns and my reservations now. Do you know what, though? That's what I love about football. There was a mm-hmm. point where we was looking at Arsenal going, they're unstoppable. I'm hearing words like the Invincibles. And then within the yeah. space of a week or two, the 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 sort of the feeling around them is completely different. And I think that's what's so great about football. But then you look at the best teams, they're always the teams that can bounce back from that. And if Arsenal want to show this year that they're going to compete with the Europe's best and with the best in our league, this is the time to do it. You mentioned earlier on we were talking about Emma Hayes at Chelsea. What else can she do? Um, you know, as a role there. And of course, it is the Champions League. Is it their time now, Remy? Uh, do you know what, though? Isn't it difficult? Because the quality of the women's game is evolving yeah. every single year. So you look at the teams around Europe now, I feel like the gap between everyone's getting closer. Um, so I, I think it's really difficult for Chelsea. I would love them to do it because I think it's that one thing missing 
hand on heart, I'm not sure whether they will do it this year. Yeah. I hope they do, but ugh, this is probably going against most people's opinion. But there's always something at that last little bit. They're so close. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll win it. Okay. That no, that's that's absolutely fair enough. And you know, I did an interview last week with Daniel Van der Donk from Leon, and it was interesting to hear the insight to that dressing room and their mentality is that we win. You know, we go, we win. People underestimate us. People think the Barcelona are the outright winners and we beat them kind of thing. And I don't know if Chelsea have that experience of in the Champions League wanting to win and actually winning that maybe that's where they fall short. You know, maybe that's where the nerves get the better of them and it doesn't quite happen. But to see them in a final just a couple of years ago, you want to think that they're good enough and they're stronger again to be there again now. Yeah, 100%. She's obviously, Emma's really strengthened this squad as well. So they've got winners within that side. It's just obviously sometimes who they come up against is the difference because mm. that other side tends to have winners. You look at Barca on that day when they won it, they were on another level. It was scary. It was, I think it scared the whole of the WSL because we we thought we was at the top level of the game and you watch them and you're like, if Chelsea can't get near them, what hope has anyone else got? Mm. Um but yeah, Chelsea have evolved. But like I said, I think everyone else has as well. So I really feel like this Champions League probably could be the most competitive it ever has been. Chelsea against Real Madrid on Wednesday and on Thursday, it's Juventus against Arsenal in the Champions League. It's been a juicy wee weekend and looking forward to this midweek as well. Remy Allen from Aston Villa, thank you very much again for your time tonight. We appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. We will have you on again soon, hopefully. <laughs> also, thanks to Moose, Ian Abrahams, Ollie Clink, our producers, uh, producer Will, of course, and of course, all of you forever, as always, listening. We do appreciate it. And don't forget, if you miss any of the show live, you can download the Women's Football Weekly podcast via the TalkSport app. Coming up next year on TalkSport 2, it's a special episode of The Ruck. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.